0: So uh, it's a real honour to to speak and preach God's word. So let us pray. Father, in the next few moments that we have together, that you would speak to every heart. Those in this room, the next, and those who are joining us online. That, Father, in some way that we would just know how to to see you more clearly and to hear you more clearly. And so we pray, Lord, that in these next few moments that you would certainly, as you already have been doing, That this is your service and and you're in charge and you're leading it and you're leading us. And we thank you for all that you are ebbing and flowing at this time. And we pray that our hearts will continue to lean in. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Last year, a number of books I'm reading and just just my own sense of self-growth and teaching and And there's just been a real stir in this last little while about one particular word, and the word is renewal. I get a real sense that what God wants to do in me, Louis, and in us, is take us on a journey of renewal. We looked at that a little bit last week, last year, pardon me, with the Master's plan. A sense where God is drawing you and I closer. That God is revealing within us and in us this sense of yearning and deepness so that we can represent the kingdom of God as it truly should be represented. That's a challenge for us and maybe a tall ask because we know our frailty, we know our humanness, we know our shortcomings and our weaknesses and yet in the midst of this, God can still move supernaturally. God can still do something amazing in our lives. That's what we believe as Christians. We don't just limit ourselves to what we can see or what we can touch or what we can feel, but we, we lean into a spiritual side. We lean into the divine, into heaven, into the kingdom. And so I want to just continue that thought and feeling. But before I do, I want to say just a big thank you again for everyone who, over this month, Uh, Our last month particularly, just shared some of your own stories and reflections. Let me just recap. But there was a real sense that God was already speaking and started to stir a fresh stir and a new voice or a word for this house. We heard of the importance of knowing God, following God, discerning the promptings of God through the person of the Holy Spirit. We started to look at how to see the hand of God. Why maybe not always clear about what is God doing? Where is God? We understood the calling of God, the plan of God in transformational life and the importance of connecting or staying online with God. So an amazing collection of thoughts and words for you and me. And I think this really sets us up well for what God wants to do. The fact is that we are spiritual people. So easy to think in terms of just flesh and blood because that's what we deal with day to day. Our bodies get tired and sore and we're ache And and so we're reminded of of this tent or this temple, this body, this vehicle that we sometimes carry around, sometimes we drag it around. And so here we are. I was reading recently a book by Alana Vausa or Walser and she's a prophetess in Australia, pretty much globally and worldly renowned in that sense of her uh, real clarity of hearing God and and sharing that. And in a book about prophetic voice and hearing the voice of God, she made this statement and I just couldn't shake it and it would be on the screen. She said, God speaks differently to each of us and each moment he speaks is an invitation to encounter. And I just felt my heart stop. I just felt my heart just stopped and I thought, this is it. This is where you're taking us, Lord. This is where you are leading us into this place. And so I want to just begin to share a couple of thoughts with you. And over this next couple of weeks, or a few weeks, in fact, just unravel this short series about this invitation into encounter. And the the challenge is I think for all of us like we heard just before is that that's what God's heart is but how, how do we get there? How do we get there? So I'm going to share a couple of thoughts with you along the way. See to encounter Jesus we must firstly in a sense have an invitation to want to know that it's okay to come near. It's okay to know God. It doesn't always happen automatically. And so I believe that for us to hear the call to heed his call, something has to change. When you read in Isaiah 6.8, we read of Isaiah who, where just in the previous chapters, God is talking about the woes and the wooing. The good things and the bad things that are going on. And the challenges and in this chapter something, something phenomenal happens. And it's almost in this space of, of build-up. He says this, then I heard the Lord's voice. He sees this temple. We're not sure if he was in a temple where he gets this picture of this image of kingdom of heaven. And he says, then I heard a voice, the Lord's voice saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And in this moment, he says, so I said, here am I, send me. And then from there on, we start to read in the chapters, and you can have a look, we start to hear, and the Lord said, and the Lord said. In this moment, something shifted in Uzziah's heart, and he's leaning in, and he's wanting something shifted. And We start to see him opening up and, and leaning in more. I shouldn't be surprised, but I am surprised at times, not only in my own life, but in many of our lives, that Christians are either struggling to hear God's voice, Or they really hear God's voice at all. Or with any confidence. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're not really sure if you hear God's voice. Maybe you just go back to default and say, well, I'll read the word. That's that's the only place I hear God's voice. But is there more? When life and circumstances take us down an obscured road or experience, it's then that we must know how. hold on to our Saviour. It must be then that we know how to heed his call and hear his voice. We must. And this is a right time, a day and age, where we must. We are told that people generally we make 35,000 choices a day. That equates to about 2,000 decisions per hour and about one decision every two seconds and you wonder why you're tired. No wonder we hesitate, no wonder we stop and pause and go, Lord, was that you or was that something else? So knowing God's voice, discerning his speak is most certainly important for those who claim, as Christians do and should, that we are led by the Holy Spirit. And often when we are tired or even at night surprisingly these are opportunities where we can boast mostly and most here clearly God. You think of Samuel. In Psalm 46, there's a song, it's a song, one of the songs of Quora, and it's a beautiful psalm that for thousands and thousands of years people have used this psalm and read this psalm and found incredible encouragement and nurture. It's a psalm that brings forth praise to God for his strength, for his protection, and for his dwelling presence. And it concludes with some great advice and a warning. So the heart of Psalm 46 is that place where it reminds us that God provides stability for his people who are living in unstable times. Can you think of that sometime? That might be. So let's read Psalm 46, verse 10. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. What a declaration. What a statement. This word be still literally means to take your hands off. It's it's really stressful being a driver instructor. Don't do it real well. Caleb's driving around with his plates, and he's doing a marvellous job. And Gabe sometimes is in the back and screams like a three year old, but anyway, that's another situation. We'll deal with that. We have been known to warn her, any more noises? The car is stopping and there's a bus stop just up the road, but anyway. It's really interesting that it's sometimes hard when I see him doing something, I wanna grab the steering wheel. I want to. Now, there's times where that might be appropriate, but I want to take control. Uh, You know what I'm saying? And you've ever been in a driving instructor? You know what I'm talking about. Third time, no more after this. (laughs) Done. It's hard. Anyway, it's rewarding. So it literally means take your hands off to relax, but it includes the idea of being healthy, to be healed, to be quiet which we had before during our service, and to stop resisting. What is God saying? What is God saying to me? What is God saying to you? This invitation into encounter, what could it truly look like for me, for my marriage, for my family, for my neighborhood? I want to hear God more clearly. I want to carry a heart of expectation Yet we live so busy. We've always got something to do, something to think about. And yet, as I've learned, any relationship that seeks to grow and thrive involves dialogue, not monologue. And it takes time. I love what Ruth Harley Barton says, Haley Barton, she says this a question that can help us identify where we need, where it needs to be made indifferent is. What needs to die in me in order for God's will to come forth in my life? Gee, that's a good question. Or is there anything I need to set aside so that I can open up to what God's doing? We heard that through the words and the sharing this morning. See, be still must be approached with no agenda other than time with God. And to friends, to be honest with you, that's hard. I'm a task thinker and I think every day with tasks and steps and things I'm going to do, calls I'm going to make. So often when I'm going from my prayer walk and my time with God, I start thinking about something or oh, I'm reminded of something and I start calling people. The wrong thing to do. That's not what I'm meant to be doing. So I wrestle with this on so many levels. I start praying and I start thinking about someone I'm going to think about or call or do or. It's hard. But the word says, be still. Stop. Let go. Take a moment. And I wonder why sometimes maybe we are as weak as we feel, or as tired as as we we feel, or the church, the church globally, is maybe in a sense weakened is because we just haven't learned how to be still. Be still. How important is it for us to make time with God? A time not for demands and prayer lists and scheduling and planning, but more about waiting. Psalm 37:7 says this: it says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him. I know maybe for some of you this morning, as we're just having this wonderful time, if you guys just playing and singing. For some of you, that may have been just like the worst moment of the whole service. You're like, man, come on, this is a good move, I want to get out of here, I'm wearing the mask. Or maybe for some of you, you just said, you know, I just want to be part of what God's doing. I just want to lean in, I don't know what this will look like. Whatever side of that equation you're on, we can change. We can receive. The word wait generally means to abide and bind together. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently, wait patiently for him to act. I was thinking about this, it's a place where we bind together, we receive, we we lean in closer. And I'm saying this because I feel that 2022 is a year of renewal. And I believe that there's pictures and there's things that God is starting to show me that, that we are going to enter into. But we have to choose to enter into. We can choose not to enter into. I was thinking about this word as we be still and as we pray. And I've got an acronym for, for prayer or for pray. P stands for pause. To stop. R stands for Rest. A stands for attend, and Y stands for yearn. And I just felt I didn't get any. I just made it up as I was preparing, thinking about what do I need to do. I need to pause. I need to know how to press pause. I need to know how to rest in that moment. Just settle. Just somehow reconcentrate from the things that are going on in my world to, to thinking about God. What is God saying to me? I need to attend to what he's saying to me. We read in Isaiah that as he gets this image and it's all going on before him, he goes, oh, I'm, an un, a, man of undone, I'm a man of unclean lips. He becomes undone. And there's this sense where he, he, he recognises his own shortcomings, his own limitations, so that God can then... So what do I need to attend to? And then there's yearning, that longing for. I need more of God. I trust that none of you are satisfied completely where you are in your relationship with Jesus. I trust you're not there. I trust you can't say to me, as I can't say to you, that I've arrived. But we're on a journey. Isn't that life, isn't that discipleship? We're always learning, always going from glory to glory. And there's something special that happens when we we go into this place of, of waiting of being still. Which is, it describes a sense of God's nature entwining with ours. See, waiting becomes an expression of his nature in us. Waiting is not a reflection of my nature, but of his nature in me. So waiting is renewing. Isaiah forty thirty. it says, but those who wait upon the Lord, what shall renew? Often when I'm feeling really tired, I'll look and I go. I bet you I can find that somewhere. This sense of renewing and waiting broke away. I just, I just find that somehow the rhythm got disjointed. I got busy. I've got a busy mind. I'm, it doesn't switch off really. I think I'm, it doesn't switch off when we dream and sleep. And it's just, it's just like it's always going. It's a frustration at times because I just want. Just to stop and be and yes. stop thinking about anything or anyone, just just want to, I want to experience and taste and see that the Lord is so good. I hope that's your heart desire, because that's what will change the world. That's the answer. Not a whole heap of people being busy and doing their thing, but people who've spent time with God and then come out of that Shekinah glory like Moses on the hill coming down and put a veil because the radiation is the radiation but the reflection the radiance have you ever been with people like that who spend quality time with God I have and what happens is that they as you sit with them you just feel like you're meeting you're really closer to God there's, there's this follow on it is it is glory. So the key to renewal that each of us is learning how to grow deeper as we've been talking, grow stronger and grow together. Renewal is refreshment and release. As God moves, new life flows upon his people with a fresh sense of life, presence and empowerment. Gee, I want that. I want, I want to know you God in this place. But how can we counter God? We're unable to be stretched, informed, or even heed the invite. So the first point for this Sunday today, the one and only point for today, to say no, is be still. Be still. Be still would tell me that I need to release and relinquish who I am so that I can hear God more clearly. I need to slow down in some areas of my life. What is it good being a pastor who's just so busy all the time and doesn't get to sincerely reflect and wait upon the Lord? What is that? No pressure, Louis. But what about you? How can I be the best husband that I need to be if I'm not spending time with God? gay, or father, a partner, a friend. Be still takes us on this journey of waiting, of entering into renewal, of preparation and encounter. We're going to look at this and unpack this. There's a lot to, to be said here. It's very rare to read anything of an Old Testament or even New Testament character or individual person who did not have some type of encounter with the living God. And that changed. I've looked it up. I'm studying it and I'm and I'm like, there's just so much here. It could be Noah, David, Abraham, Moses, you can just keep going on. Samuel, Eli. You can just keep going. So what are some of the ways that we can be still before the Lord right now? What way can you be still before the Lord? What is it that needs to be different now in your life? So you can't just keep doing the same treadmill like the little mouse going around the wheel? You see that? I think that's the funniest thing, but so sad at the same time. It's not going anywhere. It's like a rocking chair. You know, you do it all day, lots of energy and movement, you don't get anywhere. Not that you can probably be relaxed in a rocking chair, mind you. we have got to learn how to be still, make time. We need to wait We need to slow down, we need to pause, we need to ponder, we need to reflect and we need to minimise. Isn't that what John the Baptist said, that I become less, that you become more? So easy to be. Didn't Jesus model this? Don't we read frequently when he went off on his own to download divinity, to just get away from the, the noise and the noises of the people and even the disciples and the crowds? Didn't he find solace somewhere? If he need to do it, how much more should we? So this year, 2022, it's it's an ask. It's an invitation for you to encounter Jesus. Not through me, but you just drawing nearer and saying, God, I want to meet you. God, I I, I throw out the gauntlet. I throw out the challenge. I want to meet you. I want to see you. I want to know you more. What will it take for that to happen? What would I need to do differently if we could be ever so bold? Isn't that why we're here? That what happens with us in our relationship flows to others, touches others? Isn't that how we can change the world? Isn't that why the church is still here? We're not a glorified pity party. We're a praise party. We're declaring the praises of God. Oh, I love Mount Transfiguration. I don't know if you, you can recall this in Matthew 17, where Peter, James, and John come up to Jesus on the mountain, and it's exciting. It's like it's all happening. It's like oh, the of glory is there. Jesus is glowing. It's like with brilliance. So it's like you get the sunglasses out, dudes. You know, it's like this is bright. Jesus, wow. It's Moses and Elijah. It's like oh, it's all happening. And Peter's like. Woo! This is on. Ooh, oh, this is exciting. So Peter, says, oh, let's go build. A, let's go build a tent here. And, a, and he's thinking Old Testament. He's, and that, that's where he's, he's transitioning into the New Covenant. And we see that in Acts. That happens. And he's all excited. Something's wrong. So Lord, Father, the voice comes down from heaven. So it's like in the baptism. It says, Louis version. Be quiet. Be quiet you. Listen, wait. Peace, ah! They fall on their faces, on the ground. Who knows what would have happened next if you hadn't been quiet? Who knows what would have happened next? Be still, and that was it. Everything's back to normal. The dudes are gone, Jesus' brightness is gone. Page is thinking. It's gone. What happened there? I was one of the guys that I'd be looking at Peter and going, giving you a bit of a dark look at it, mate. (laughs) I'm just saying. Jesus didn't do such a thing. Be still and and listen. The parable of the sower teaches us of unproductive hearing or ineffectual hearing in Luke 8. So, friends, today, are maybe making time and finding space in our day to be still. But not just stopping there. So you have devotions, that's good. But in moments, there are moments in your day where God wants to speak to you. God wants to comfort you. God wants to come around you. How can He do that when we're just so tuned out and so busy? Surely this is why we pray. Surely this is why we're encouraged to be still and know that he is God. And remember this, don't stop expecting or listening for God's voice after your devotions. Maybe God is sharpening and teaching you how to listen. Ask the Holy Spirit questions. What does this mean? What are you saying God? Talk to God, ask questions, ponder, muse, pause, work in the sense of working to, to wait on God. Soak yourself in his presence. Be totally focused and determined that God is going to speak today because he wants to, because he's inviting you to encounter. If this was not true, then we wouldn't be reading Hebrews 3.7 the importance of hearing God's voice it says today if you hear his voice not tomorrow, not yesterday but right now so I love that pause we had today that was good. I know the pause where God was going before me in the message and I know for some of you that might not be what you're familiar with but maybe it's a year 2022 of renewal not doing the same same Something a little different. Just a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm gonna close with this. Be still. Will be, I suspect, different for each one of us. Time, place, how that all unravels and unfolds. But there will be some similarities. Or maybe just one. Slow down. Be still. And friends if you do need an answer for prayer if you're praying out for strength or for peace or for hope renewed even healing healing of your heart healing of your emotions healing of your spirit soul we ask you are you seeking God for this? What is God saying? Because the invite is on you've received it But now it's up to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help me to go deeper, to grow deeper, so that I may discern your voice and decipher your voice from all those other voices so that I may receive your invitation into this encounter. May my heart settle enough to be clear and to clear away through the fog and the smoke of life's demands and details. May I take a moment or two and learn how to wait on you to discover how to be still each and every day with Jesus. Amen. I close with this statement. God is inviting you to an encounter him today. Now it's up to you what happens next.